Today yeah. is the second annual Day of Truth and Reconciliation in Canada. And joining us to talk about this important day is a residential school survivor and advocate who's created a place for healing for other Indigenous women, Josie Nipanak, residential school survivor and executive director of the Awotan Healing Lodge Native Women's Shelter. Good morning to you, Josie. Thanks for joining us again. Yes, good morning, Sue, and thank you for having me. Okay, so curious your thought on Canada's National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Are we on the right track with this day and non-Indigenous people recognizing it and, and continuing the conversation? Yes, absolutely. We are on the right track. Uh, This is the second annual, and I believe that there is uh, momentum across the country with non-Indigenous people to participate in the truth-telling of reconciliation and to hear those stories and to embrace those stories as part of Canada's true history. So, yes, I believe we are on the right track. Uh, many folks are involved in the conversation, and uh, we we still have a ways to go, but we're certainly, from my point of view, I'm very happy with where we are with uh, uh, engaging individuals of, of, of many, many different walks to participate in that conversation. You mentioned that we're on the right track, Josie, and, uh, you know, obviously uh, doing better than we had without a day like this, a day dedicated to it. But, and it's hard to give a grade to something like this and say, what can we do better? But I'm going to ask you right now, what can we do better? What could we improve on it? Well, I think that we can we can have a greater understanding of the history of Canada's Indigenous people because we we still experience racism every day. We still experience negative stereotyping every day as well. And, and we need to ha- have folks have what I call those very difficult and very fierce conversations around, um, around some of the negatives that have been uh, said about Indigenous people. And in order to, to uh, eradicate some of the negativity, I think we, we should have those conversations and have forums to have those discussions, as well as uh, uh, I believe that uh, a curriculum in, uh, in schools should include the, his- the true history, the, the, the truth of what's happened in Canada, so that we, we raise a, a generation of, uh, of children and learners who, uh, who know the truth uh, of what happened in the residential schools and, and the continuing what I call atrocities around the missing and the, um, the, the, the graves, the unmarked graves across this country. Josie, I was going to ask you about that because I think, you know, young kids today are far more aware, they're far more educated yes. about, you know, things than, than we certainly were in our, right. when we were young because it wasn't taught to us. We didn't know. Indigenous people were telling us, but we weren't hearing and we weren't listening. So mm-hmm. I think young kids are better about it, but do we need to start younger still at the very beginning of schooling to start the understanding process? Absolutely, I think we need to. We we need we must start at the very beginning, uh, and bring in guest speakers. Uh, for example, my my uh, grandson who was in kindergarten last year, they had an Indigenous speaker come in on on Orange Shirt Day, and he remembers that conversation very well, and and what he learned from it. So those stories can be told in a way that it is safe. For, for young learners, 
and in a way that they are uh, that they are learning what this truth is about. And first of all, recognizing that we have many Indigenous people in this area that we call Mukinsis, which is Calgary. And uh, to meet those people, as opposed to reading about them on a, in a book or mm-hmm. seeing them on a poster somewhere, bring in live people to have those conversations. Let's talk about this, uh, Josie, for a second. And that is the Indigenous advocates that we have spoken with have said time and time again that the whole point is we, we make a uh, we, we approach something we were not very knowledgeable about and we're afraid to talk about it. And mm-hmm. the advocates we've talked to said that's the point to talk mm-hmm. and ask questions that there's no such thing as a bad question. Do you share that view as well? Oh, absolutely. I think it's very important to have those conversations. And while they may be comfortable, I think it's very important to uh, to to recognize that this is the truth. This is what happened. And also to, to validate that this is not anybody's fault. I mean, this is the fault of whatever what it, whatever was happening at the time. It is not about finding fault, uh, and it's not about victimizing uh, us resident, residential school survivors, and uh, we're not looking to blame anyone. We're not looking to be the victim either. We simply want to have a conversation about about truth-telling, and what about, about what our personal experiences are like, because I'm the only person that I can speak about, but I can also speak about the three generations of my family who attended the the Indian residential school and the impact that it had on my family, but also adding to the fact that we are moving, that we are progressing, and that uh, we are resilient. And having those conversations are extremely important. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You're so knowledgeable and you, you share with us your thoughts, your feelings, and I think it's important that we continue talking to you, talking to anybody who can help us move this conversation forward. So thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate you have a it. wonderful day. You Take too. Care. Josie Thanks. Nipnak is a residential school survivor and the executive director of the Awotan Healing Lodge Native Women's Shelter. You can go online at awotan, A-W-O-T-A-A-N dot org.